0: With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big,
1: big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. Over 2000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly/CMSPNFood. Order your supplies today and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late. www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, My Patriot Supply.
2: a fantastic Slayer impersonation. That is uh, Austrian Death Machine. Nice. Are you familiar (laughs) with them at all?
1: I am, actually. I I remember when they came out. I don't know much about them, but I do. They've been around for, what, 10, 15 years? Yeah, they've been around
2: a while. Uh, That goes out to Anthony uh, Corallo. He says uh, um, he wanted to hear uh, I would like to request if it bleeds we can kill it. We <laughs> kill it. The the album is called Total Brutal by Austrian Death Machine. Nice. Uh a band formed by the singer of As I Lay Dying as a tribute to the Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, there you go. So, yeah, it sounds wonder- like it, it sounded like a mix of like uh Slayer and uh Sepultura
0: uh-huh.
2: and You know, it it just, it just like had all the elements of like two or three bands all mixed into one. You know what I Mm -hmm.
1: mean? Yeah. I like it. You you know, the, you know, the, um, the fun fact about that singer, Tim Lambesis. What is it? He's the guy that went to jail for trying to kill his, have hire, uh, uh, oh yeah. yeah.
2: He's like a Canadian, right? Is he Canadian Uh, or something? I
1: don't think he's Canadian. Maybe he is. I don't know. I just know he he tried to – he was have, like
2: – Have his wife offed or something. Have his right?
1: wife offed, yeah. And he's he was like spiritual guy. Mm-hmm. As I Lay Dying was like this really heavy sort of religious-y type of a band. And this dude went off the deep end and fucking tried to have his chick fucking put down. Yeah. Not saying I endorse it, but
2: I get it. <laughs> you know? rock. <laughs> Not that I would say it's okay to do that, but I understand. I understand. That's when Kid Rock used to be funny. Or Chris Rock. (laughs) Kid Rock, Kiss Rock. Kiss Rock. Kiss Rock? Jesus. How many drinks you had over there, buddy? (laughs) One. I've only had one. Chris Rock, Kid Rock, Kiss Rock. All right. But uh, then we heard uh, some L.A. Guns there that goes out to fellow Docanite Corey Davies sending in his uh, condolences and wanting to hear L.A. Guns crystallize. We played that. Cool. And uh, Phil Luz checking in as well with some public image because uh, their uh, guitarist also passed away this week. Jesus. Uh, Keith Levine. He died of uh, liver failure. At sixty-five. Wow. So uh, he didn't
1: somebody else die too this week. Uh, something Gilbert. What was that guy's name? Um some other old guy died too. I don't remember. Uh Hawkwind, Nick Turner. Gilbert. Oh. I don't know why I came up with Gilbert,
2: but yeah, that's that's a Lemmy's original band, Hawk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Turner dead at eighty two. Yeah.
1: Wow, a lot of people dying. Yeah. Musicians. Yeah, well, you get to 82 with all the drugs and partying that I'd imagine they did in Hawkwind. That's pretty good. Well, you have to go. I'm surprised you made it to 82. That's what I mean. Yeah. He he got to 82. He probably got about 30 years more than than any of us expected.
2: Sure. So, uh, again, I, I appreciate all the... The well wishes and the condolences I received uh this evening with uh, all the song requests sure so much appreciated I hope yeah. I mentioned everybody who's uh who's uh thrown in a request here and there and all sure. that good stuff yeah
1: oh, another one
2: Gallagher oh yeah yeah mr Sledge-o-matic. watermelon smash <laughs> yeah Sledge-o-matic. yeah Gallagher dead. Yeah, I guess he's he was in poor health for the last few years too.
1: I should have eaten some of those watermelons of just smashing them.
2: Yeah, I guess he had like numerous heart attacks and he died of organ failure or something. I guess he was in hospice for a while.
1: Well, it's sad, man. Our youth is quickly dying. Mhm. But mm-hmm.
2: uh you know, the weird the weird thing about that Gallagher is remember his brother went out as Gallagher too. Yeah. Gallagher too. He, I mean, he, he, he allowed his brother to go out there and, and, and the weird thing is is that his brother looked exactly like him mm-hmm. and, and perform. I mean, I, I saw Gallagher too, like on, you know, TV, special. I never saw him in person, but, and I mean, again, if you weren't aware that that was his brother, mm-hmm. you would have thought you were looking at the same dude. Yeah. Because he did the same shtick and told a lot of the same jokes and everything. And it's just like, well, uh, I guess you're not as unique as you thought because your brother is kind of like doing the exact same thing you did. (laughs) Right. And getting away with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had to sue his own brother to say, hey, cut it out. You're stealing my shtick. His brother, Ron. Yeah. I'm just looking it up right now. Ron Gallagher.
1: Ron Gallagher. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just looking it up right now. And it's like, but, but he always went by his last name. So nobody knew. I I never knew until this very minute that, 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 do you know Gallagher's
2: first name? Yeah. It's, um, I I saw it earlier this week. It's like, it's like Al or something. Well, shit, Leo, no, Leo Gallagher, Leo and Ron, Leo and Ron. I would and, have never known. And I, and I think they actually performed together at one point. It was like, it was like looking in a mirror or something. They, yeah. they, they, they performed together at one point or appeared together rather. And it was weird because they were dressed the same and did the same shtick. And it was like, Holy shit. It's like clones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. I'm reading up on him right now. Leo granted his permission on the condition that Ron, who shared a strong likeness to Leo and his manager clarified in promotional materials that it was Ron Gallagher, not Leo Gallagher, who was performing. <laughs> Ron typically performed in venues smaller than those in which Leo Gallagher performed after several years. Ron began promoting his act as Gallagher Two or gallagher II, T-O-O or two t o o or t w o right in some instances, Ron's act was promoted in a way that left unclear the fact that he was not the original Gallagher
2: yeah and I think <laughs> the stipulation that he could go out riding on his brother's coattails is he didn't do the sledgematic bit right. But mm-hmm. his mother started doing the thing.
1: That's what it says. Yeah, that's what it says.
2: Here. <laughs> How fucked up is that?
1: That is hilarious. What a what a career that you're suing each other about what you use to smash a fucking watermelon. I mean, really?
2: <laughs> but but, but he, he, see, this goes back to, and I and I was watching a documentary on this, but. The, the uh, star maker that Johnny Carson used to be. Oh, yeah. You know, Johnny Carson, if if you got the nod from Johnny Carson as far as being a performer, whether you were an actor, comedian, musician, whatever, mm-hmm. your, your, your star just automatically rose. Yeah. If Johnny, I mean, Car- just... Johnny Carson gave you the nod, he was like the kingmaker, you know? Well, I
1: mean, think of them all, all the ones that, you know, like... Um... Uh, pff, Jerry Seinfeld, Robin Williams, um, or even his
2: predecessor, Jay Leno.
1: Jay Leno. Um, uh, what or, was the, the lady, Joan, Joan Rivers?
2: Joan Rivers.
1: Yeah. I mean, anybody that came on his show more than once, anybody that Johnny liked and brought on more than once, that was it. You You became famous for the very most part. Yeah. He, he definitely. He definitely was an impactful guy. There's nothing like that now.
2: Mm-mm. Well, again, you had three channels to watch. Yeah. At ABC, yeah. NBC, and CBS. That was it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what the crazy part is, though? As huge as Johnny was, he didn't make probably one-fifth the amount of money as a fucking hack like Jimmy Kimmel makes. <laughs> that just sucks.
2: Yeah, I agree. But, but the thing is, is that, Being the, being one of the earlier influences, you know, those are the people who are the most impactful, you know, but, but but the thing is, is Johnny Carson wasn't the original host of the tonight show. Oh, they had another guy before him. Well, there was the Jack Parr show. Jack Parr. Yeah. and, And then after him was, um, Steve Allen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Steve Allen show. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Johnny Carson. Yeah
1: dude you want to, you want to get sick to your stomach
2: okay so i don't know
1: if you've heard this or not but there's a lot of talks about canceling the tonight
2: show have you heard that i haven't but the thing is is that people are tired of the woke shit
1: yeah well fallon fallon is the tonight show and he he's yeah. not as woke he's well, not they're, they're all woke they, they yeah I mean, he's not Colbert woke. I'll put it that way. He still just tries to be a funny goober. Yeah, He's
2: not Colbert and he's not Kimmel woke, but they're, they're all, they're all hateful. Yeah.
1: They're all dicks. Yeah. So they're talking about canceling the tonight show and giving the time slot back to local television. They're talking about giving that 11 to 11 to one back to local television. Right. How much money, given that they, they're not even sold on the fact that this show is worth keeping. What do you think Jimmy Fallon's salary is for a year? Now he's the, I'll, I'll give you a
2: hint. He's the lowest of the big three. Okay. Well, I know what people like, and and this is a different different this is a different medium or outlet mm-hmm. you know like a howard stern or whatever mm-hmm. and i know what like a rush limbaugh used to make his yearly was like 30 mil right i'm gonna guess boy network tv late night tonight show, legendary NBC? show. uh 50 million no way high way high yeah. 25.
1: Still a little high, but still a really? lot. Really? Yeah. 20. $16 million.
2: Really? See, see, to me, that's surprisingly low.
1: See, to me, that's not because this guy hasn't
2: broken anybody. Well, I understand that. But my point is, is that this is a network TV show and sure. we're, we're in 2022. Mm-hmm. And Radio personalities like Rush Limbaugh or uh, Howard Stern were making thirty, you know, million a year, and I would think a TV guy like like that would be at least there. But 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 and and well, they paid that uh, Katie Couric, yeah, when she she failed at a as the anchor for what was it NBC News? Mm Hmm, she was. I think her salary was like twenty million, something like that.
1: No. Wow, Colbert makes less. That surprises me. Colbert makes 15 million.
2: Yeah, I see that he's branching back out to um is it Comedy Central or something? He's Colbert? Yeah, he's doing a new show on Comedy Central now to where supposedly it's a show that analyzes the news but it's supposedly and I don't believe it for a minute that it's neutral are you sure you're not talking about John Stewart no no Colbert he all he's, right.
1: no I'm not aware of that
2: yeah it's it's, it's 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 it hasn't launched yet but it's a new show that he's gonna be hosting
1: I'll be sure not to watch a minute of that all right and Kimmel makes 24 million just so, okay just so. I'm now I'm going to look up this Stephen Colbert new show. Oh, let's see. Tuning out the news. All That's right. It. Yeah. That's look it. At that. Yep. I was unaware because why would I be aware? Oh, uh, let we'll be like
2: anything on this. So, so he's going from being a, late night talk show host to go, to going back to is a comedy central. Yeah. It's is comedy it, central. Yeah, that's what I thought. And he's, he's doing an additional show and I'm thinking things not going that good over there or what the fuck you might see the writing on the wall at CBS.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, I dude, I mean, that, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I just don't think there's any, I think TMZ and the 8 million YouTubers that do their best TMZs, their best TMZ imitations have replaced any need at all for late night TV.
2: Yeah, for commercial, commercial television shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, why do you need to wait till the middle of the fucking night to watch Jennifer Lawrence do eight minutes talking about her new movie. When more than likely there's fucking 50 podcasters already talking to Jennifer Lawrence about her new movie.
2: That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Independents like us mm-hmm. have replaced the commercial outlets.
1: Yeah. And people don't want the censored horse shit laugh when you're told to bullshit anymore. Right. You know they just don't, and and all of this stuff that they do is so old fashioned, right? You know they're still doing the monologue that Johnny made famous, right? And let and let's face it, it was great when Johnny did it. It was pretty goddamn good when Leno did it. Well, it's not it's not good anymore.
2: Well, Johnny was the only game in town.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it. Is it? But yeah, now it's like nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see a three minute monologue of you trying to find a way to tell a joke about Donald Trump or, or Kim Kardashian or whatever. No one gives a shit anymore. You know, nobody gives a shit about any of that stuff anymore. It's kind of over.
2: Well, that's the reason why commercial radio has gone by the wayside. And that's why a very expensive entity, such as satellite radio is garbage now because mm-hmm. the internet has allowed independent people to to provide mm-hmm. content that's better than the commercial content. Well,
1: I'll tell you what though, my big fear though is the direction of podcasting is going. Cuz every fucking dickwad that's had any kind of fame now has a podcast. Yeah, of course. And it's like, man, it's just it's such a collection of bad but the uh, but the problem is is that the industry is putting money into the
2: bad. Well, that's the whole thing. Everybody wants to make a dollar, and, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what's always separated us from everybody else because we didn't yeah. care if we made a dollar. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. It's just we don't care, but but people get into it, and 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 I'll I'll give Adam Corolla the credit that he did it early and his statement resonates in my head to this day. It's just like, what makes a successful podcast? Well, you have to be famous. Yeah, you do. But, but, but you made your fame off the back of the commercial outlets first.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And now that you're on your own, you've already made your name. Yeah. So now, now you can branch out and do your own thing and get some commercial interest or sponsorship or whatever the case may be, and maybe make, you know, scratch out some kind of an existence with that.
1: Right. Yeah. I never watched this guy. Did you ever watch this? I
2: I haven't watched late night TV in decades. Yeah. You know, I checked out on, on Saturday night live, you know, 25, 30 years ago when I started doing this show, obviously. Yeah. And uh late night TV doesn't do shit for me. I I could care less. They're not funny, they're not you know, they're not creative.
1: You know what's weird to me anyway? To me, it's weird. Maybe it's not weird, but to me it's very weird. There are still people, people I know that are very much into Saturday Night Live. Really? I I, I can't figure it out. It's like you know, to me, Josh To me, who I do the talk to me with. He he religiously watches it. Okay, and I and I know quite a few of my friends that always I'll be talking to my friends and they'll be like, "Oh, did you see that skit on Saturday Night Live?" No,
2: no, I I haven't watched that.
1: I haven't watched Saturday Night Live since Eddie Murphy was on. Uh, it.
2: Well, again, that's late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Well, there you go. Before
1: wokeism, Arsenio tried to come back in twenty thirteen. Yeah. I'm surprised that failed. You know, try it again. I bet you'd do well now.
2: Well, even with the original run of Arsenio, I I couldn't Mm -hmm. take the guy. I I loved it. I couldn't stand him. I was. That was. That was the
1: only time I was ever into late night, and I watched Arsenio. I was definitely into Arsenio. I I hated the.
3: Woo 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 woo. (laughs) I hated that.
1: I I liked him because he was edgy. He was. You could watch, you could watch on any of the other channels, some douchebag in a suit, you know, telling fucking soft jokes about politics, or you could watch Arsenio and have like NWA or Paula Abdul or somebody show up, somebody that was like relevant. You know, I was, I was way more into Arsenio for that reason, because he had relevant guests, Mm -hmm. you know, versus I was never into um, Leno. He was okay, but it, you know, I and I don't understand the appeal of of um, David Letterman. I never understood how that was considered the young guy's hip guy. He always seemed like an old douchebag with weird teeth to me.
2: I, I you know, when when I was into Letterman prior to his late night thing, mm-hmm. he, he used to do a a daytime thing. <laughs> okay and I, and I think he was um i think he was located in indianapolis okay and his his show was kind of like quirky and goofy and i remember watching it because it was like a late morning thing that he used to do okay. and, and this was before he got national fame and stuff but he did mm-hmm. a show and it was kind of funny you know and then, and then it got discovered as, you know, a late night show host. Sure. And he was supposedly the heir to the throne of Johnny Carson, which mm-hmm. obviously that didn't happen. And right. that was a whole big, you know, yeah, it was a big, big mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, early on he was, you know, as far as television is concerned or, uh, network TV was concerned. It was kind of funny. Right. you know. But the thing is, is that when cable television became a thing and there were 150 channels and just all this programming out there, it just kind of got lost in the mix. Kind of like what podcasting is today. There's a million podcasts out there now. Everybody yeah. does podcast. Mm. And, and the thing is, is you and I have talked about how we loved uh, XM radio when it first came out. It sure did. Cause it was a kind of the wild west of radio, but then mm-hmm. it became all streamlined and commercialized. And when they merged with uh, Sirius, it, it just sucked.
1: Yeah. No, it did. It definitely did. And, and dude, even with podcasting now, why do you think I go out of my way to learn all this shit and learn yep. all this, this video and, streamlining it constantly and constantly improving it. I know some of the fans are like, just fucking settle on it and be, and I no, because the minute we stop trying to grow is the minute that we get sucked up by everything else.
2: Yeah. It just, it just becomes obscure.
1: Yeah. It just, because I want to stay ahead of the mark and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think right now you got a lot of money being thrown at podcasts, but I think it's being thrown. I personally think it's being thrown the wrong way. In a lot of, in a lot of these cases, you know, you see some of these people getting big contracts or podcasts and they're, they've never proven anything. Yeah. You know, like fucking what's his name? Um, uh, the, the Prince guy, Prince William or Andrew or whatever. I don't know. I know shit about the Royal family. <laughs> okay. The one, the, the one that married the chick that Jim Norton fucked. Um, the one that married Kate Middleton. Okay. Uh, whatever his name is. He had a podcast. Did he? Uh, yeah. And they spent just an ass load of money to, to sign it. I think it was Spotify. Okay. Spent some fucking ridiculous amount of money to sign it. And then they did like 10 episodes or something. And then they canceled it because no one was listening.
2: Well, why is a prince doing a podcast?
1: Well, because he's, he's stepped away from the kingdom or.
2: yeah. I, you I call get it, but, but do you think that he was totally outcast and he, he doesn't have the, the uh, financial support?
1: It probably takes more to define that.
2: For Prince, Prince Harry?
1: Prince Harry, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they, let's just say, and I'm throwing, I am so talking out my ass because this is one thing. I wish all of those fucking people would just go away. The fucking princes and King Charles and all that other shit. I am not part of the royal family fan club at all.
2: Why would you be? It's, it's, yeah.
1: I just remember wishing that Princess Diana would step on a landmine so we could stop hearing about her because I fucking couldn't stand her either. <laughs> but, but my thing is, is what defines wealth? If they gave him, okay, you're out of the family, but here's $25 million. Yeah. What does $25 million mean? to somebody that has lived with unlimited wealth for his entire life. Again, that probably seems like being a pauper.
2: I guess,
1: you know, and and maybe that's why, or, or, or again, these fucking douchers are so goddamn arrogant. Most of the time that he probably had this podcast because he had some overwhelming knowledge that he could share with the, with the peasants of the world. Sure. You know, I, I mean that there's there's all those kinds of reasons. It's not like the world was sitting around going, you know what I need to listen to? I need to listen to the Prince Harry podcast. No. You know, no, nobody's saying that. Stupid.
2: I know it's it's ridiculous. Uh, and, and again, this is all news to me. I had no idea that the the prince, one of uh Princess Diana's children, had a podcast.
1: Yeah, he had a podcast.
2: All right, I didn't know
1: let me see prince harry podcast let me look it up real quick
2: uh, oh so the uh, he was married to the to the you know to the yeah. uh, what what do you what, what megan markle
1: megan markle yeah did, who did i say kate middleton see i know yeah. nothing about these yeah. fucking dummies yeah okay there was um it's called um this can't be the name of it, can it? Archwell audio. Maybe that's why it didn't work, but um, I looked it up and uh, Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex and Megan, the Duchess of Sus- Sussex <laughs> present Archwell audio only on Spotify. Follow for updates. Number of episodes two. <laughs> one for two minutes and six seconds and one for uh, 33 minutes. Wow. Wow.
2: Sure wish we. So he married a mulatto chick and that's it.
1: Guess so. You want to hear
2: some of this? Yeah. Again, I wasn't even aware it even exists. Yeah. I I I had no idea. But but you (laughs) said a lot of commercial sponsors threw money behind that? Spotify bought it. It's exclusive to Spotify. So they bought it for
1: fucking a huge amount of money.
2: Well, before you play this, yes. Um, you know, obviously the big landmark get as far as Spotify, uh, podcast mm-hmm. are concerned. do you think that the, uh, Joe Rogan podcast is worth 20 mil a year?
1: No. Well, I don't personally, but you know, I mean, how many subscribers would that have to be? Well, just think about this,
2: get, getting, really? back to our, get, getting back to our original discussion about the late night talk show hosts,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, whether it's Colbert or or Kimmel or, or, um, who's the other guy you were talking about? It was going to get Fallon. Rogan is making more money doing a podcast mm-hmm. than a commercially sponsored network tv show
1: right oh yeah he has more he has more listeners
2: but, he has but more the, listeners. that's kind of where i'm going with this is that that the whole dynamic has shifted
1: mm-hmm. away
2: from some kind of commercial outlet whether it's abc nbc cbs yeah. fox whatever Mm-hmm. And people are more interested in something that they could download to their phone or whatever yeah. off of Spotify or YouTube or whatever outlet you choose. Mm-hmm. And they make a shit ton more money.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it's low, but I mean, it doesn't cost Spotify a whole lot to make it. And I mean, it well, doesn't. Well, look,
2: dude, you and I are doing this. We've, yeah. been, we've been doing this for a quarter of a century. Yeah. You know, Three. And we do it every week for nothing, yeah, for, for nothing. nothing,
1: for maybe a thousand dollars worth of gear, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I, I mean, I know Spotify, the way they, I'm sure the way they look at it is they figure it's what, $10 is it Spotify, 10 bucks a month, roughly.
2: Uh, yeah, it's 999
1: or whatever. So let's say a hundred dollars a year a person, which I know is wrong. Don't start with the fucking pictures of the monkeys and the calculators. I know my math is bad. But figure a hundred dollars a year, and it to make to break even, they got to make 20 million. So what is that? It's it's 120 a year. So about 1.7 million subscribers. Yeah, that they have to have only. I mean, that's not a lot.
2: No, it's not to just cover expenses. Yeah,
1: to cover his expenses, 1.7 million subs that he's got to generate. And since you can't see it anymore on YouTube or on Google podcasts or anywhere, if you're a Rogan fan, you're going to subscribe or at least use Spotify and most people will probably subscribe because of, since it's a podcast, they want it on their phones. I'm assuming. I don't know if you can watch it on your phone without, with, well, no, that's not true either. Cause I know you can without, without being a subscriber. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, somehow, some way, they're not, they're not doing it at a loss. Let's put it that way. Spotify did not go into this knowingly saying, well, we'll lose money, but it'll be cool for our brand.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll take the risk. Yeah. And so, sign a contract for a hundred million dollars. for no. five
1: years. They, they knew pretty much they were going to make their money back, which right. the only way they make money is subscriptions or advertising for the people that don't subscribe,
2: you know, well, people that the, don't. But the whole thing is, is that Joe Rogan built an audience via youtube Mm -hmm. and his audience was you know x thousands of people or even a million subscribers
1: yeah sure
2: yeah this is kind of a guaranteed win for us
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and they did the same here with
2: the with the duke of sussex yeah archwell audio
1: yeah i don't know what kind of dumb
2: name that is but Prince Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, and Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, uh, present Archwell Audio. What is yeah. Archwell?
1: I have no idea. Who knows?
2: Arch- Archwell.
1: Archwell Audio. Okay. And, and dude, even more, I, I was just looking to see if I could find it, and I didn't find a number on how much Spotify paid for this. But this dope is, is releasing a book in in January. Guess how much the publisher paid him for his book. He's gotta be, what is he? 30 years old.
2: Yeah. 5 million.
1: Uh, 5 million would be
2: way low. Really? For $20 million for a book, for a memoir. Yeah. Does, do people buy books these days?
1: Thankfully? Yes. Really? Oh yeah. Okay he'll sell a million copies of it okay $20 a book i guess
2: so so the first podcast is what two minutes and six uh seconds yeah. long.
1: it's probably a commercial for what was coming and then it just right.
2: then we have 33 minutes of yeah. greatness
1: well let's hear what the two minutes sounds like and then we'll determine if we want to hear any of this other one let's let's check it out all right oh, you son of a bitch come on you fuckwad
3: Should we should we start? No, ladies first.
0: No, say it because I think it sounds really nice with your accent.
3: Well, ultra audio? Ultra,
1: yeah,
0: uh, ultra Jesus. audio. I mean,
2: really?
3: <laughs> can you hear that?
1: I do. All right, good.
2: I think it's Shall we? I think it sounds really great with your accent.
3: Yeah, fantastic. Oh
2: All boy. Right. All
0: right.
3: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Hi guys, I'm Harry, and I'm Megan. One of the things my husband and I have always talked about is our passion for meeting people and hearing their stories. And no matter have what you. the story, they usually offer you an understanding of where someone else is coming from, and at the same time, remind you in some way of a story about yourself.
3: And that's what this project is all about, to bring forward different perspectives and voices <laughs> that perhaps you haven't heard before.
2: Isn't that Tim James?
3: <laughs> it might be Tim James! Tim James!
2: It's King James. King Tim James. Yeah, He's the Duke of Stutter. Holy shit.
1: (laughs) uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) I think I'm going to hold on to the 33-minute version of this for next week. Oh, man. (laughs) Without ever hearing a minute of it, I'm assuming it's going to be this quality. Want to hear the rest of this uh, spot? Hi everybody. We're a fun couple. We're just we're, like you. We're yeah, we're the same as you. Yeah, we're just like you. We're gonna we're gonna give you a voice because we have a voice. Right. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking self-righteous cunt and cuntess. Jesus. All right, here we go.
3: And find our common ground. Yes. Not, huh?
1: There's no common ground between us and you. Yeah, you were royal. When you were born, there was millions of people fucking throwing a parade in a street, you dick. <laughs> when I was born, my mom was begging for fucking diapers. There's a difference, you cocksucker. <laughs> All
3: right. Here we go. And change really is possible.
0: And you know, this is also a moment to celebrate kindness and compassion. Oh, yes. Something we saw in so many places this year. And- yeah,
1: as we traveled the world on someone else's dime. <laughs> <laughs> we traveled the world without paying for any Everyone of
2: it was so kind to us yeah because you're fucking a royal
1: yeah they weren't kind to you
2: why
1: don't you walk off on your uh by by the um by yourself and see how kind they are to you see if you don't get fucking raped shot and murdered why don't you try that you fucking dicks holy shit And no, Wizard of Ooze, I'm not going to go easy on this guy because his mother's dead. Fuck him. Yeah.
0: All right, here we go. And which will underlie everything you hear from Archwell Audio. So that's what we're up to. And first up
3: is a holiday special. Oh, great. We can't wait to share it with you. It'll be out later this month.
0: We're talking to some amazing people. that are going to share their memories that have really helped shape... This past year, which has been, as we know, a difficult one for everyone.
3: So many people have been through so much pain this year, experiencing loss, a huge amount of uncertainty. But it feels worth acknowledging that 2020 has connected us in ways we could have never imagined through endless acts of compassion and kindness.
1: Yes, while well, it connected me with $22 million of Spotify's money.
2: Ugh! Oh, what a dick. Oh. This is horrible. What, what is with this all? This kindness and compassion. Shut up!
1: Wow. All right, forty-four more seconds of this fucking drivel. Wow, we're not done with this already. Oh, we got forty-four more, dude. This next next week, we're bringing this one back. Oh man, holy fuck! All right, here yeah,
2: we go. And the thing is, is this is old. This is two
1: years old, old yeah. already. Yeah, and they didn't do any more. They did one episode, and we're like, "Yep, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> okay. i think spotify realized they bought a real
2: dud on this one jesus Well they had to make up their money and joe rogan
0: yeah <laughs> all right here we go and what really matters is clearer now more than ever oh yes
3: so here's what you need to do okay tap follow right now go ahead go on tap follow And that way you won't miss out. You'll be able to hear new shows from Archwell Audio as soon as they drop.
0: We're so excited. So follow and listen for free only on Spotify. We'll meet you back here soon.
1: Happy holidays. Cheers. Well, it's been two years since you met us back here. Where the fuck are you?
2: You did one freaking podcast for 32 minutes. You did one. That's it. There's only one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Archwell,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. well thanks harry and megan yeah i look forward to doing this next week write that one down dude <laughs> archwell audio next week <laughs> i know this is going to be a train wreck i'm not even going to listen to it i'm not going to preview it nothing I'm gonna go into that one fucking freezing cold because I know it's gonna be a home fucking run. Okay. And you know what, Jack? fuck you with the fucking chimpanzee with the calculator. Cocksucker.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, our Archwell apparently is Megan's thing.
1: Is that her her dad's yeah. company or something?
2: Well, uh, Archwell shared purpose global action. So This is all about the uh, Archwell is a Beverly Hills-based public organization registered in Delaware and founded in 2020 by Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, and Meghan, Duchess of Sussex.
1: Mm. So this was their audio division, yeah. That lasted all of 33 minutes and 21 seconds.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
2: This is a 501c3 organization. (laughs) Good for them. Good for Uh, them. It's a compound of the uh, ancient Greek word arch and the English word well. Mm. Fantastic. And their uh, headquarters is uh, suite 500 nine six six five wilshire boulevard in beverly hills
1: <laughs> well you know it's a cheap place to get rent sure it's cheap cheap rent there on wilshire right
2: all right so so this is something that prince harry got roped into to yeah. to satisfy his mulatto wife
1: yeah just hop the follow button on the top and we'll be back
2: right We'll be back with many, many guests and many, many Um, episodes in September of 2022 or 2020 rather Harry and Megan signed a commercial deal with Netflix to develop scripted and unscripted series, film documentaries and children's programming for the streaming service. The program aims to utilize the power of storytelling to embrace our shared humanity and duty to truth through the compassion lens.
1: Oh, good.
2: Oh, boy. In March of 2021, it was reported that Ben Browning, president of Film Nation uh, Entertainment, had been hired to lead the project. He was followed by Chanel Pissnick. Pissnick? Chanel Pissnick. Yeah. A former Disney executive hired to oversee the nonfiction series and documentary film production, as well as Bennett Levine, who joined the team as a coordinator, Nishka Cumble, a former t- developer of Latrain Productions and 2016 Ooh. Productions, has hi- was hired in August of 2021 as a senior vice president scripted TV So from what I'm reading here, none of this ever went anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. In an interview published in October of 2022, a little over a month ago, uh, Megan announced that she and Harry were working on a docu-series focused on their life, which is directed by blah, blah, blah. As October, 2022, Netflix has not confirmed the release of any documentaries by Harry and Megan and the release date of the docu series was reportedly moved from December of 2022 to 2023 while the negative reaction to the series 5 of the Netflix The Crown and has been partially filmed at the couple's Monticello home, Megan said of the documentary series that it was nice to be able to be, trust someone with our story and described uh, Garbus as a seasoned director who has worked long and has been admired. Lovely. You ready to get sick? You ready for me to make you sick to your stomach? Uh, I'll I'll finish this sentence real quick. Go ahead. ahead. Megan conceded that allowing Garbus to direct uh to direct meant that the series may not be the way we would have told it but that's mm-hmm. not why we're telling it we're trusting our story to someone else and that means it will go through the lens in other yeah, words sure. so we're just going to rescript this it's not necessarily the truth but we're going to try to make this interesting enough for people to watch it
1: yeah now let me tell you why that's all a bunch of shit okay Would you like to guess how much Netflix offered them for this?
2: (laughs) Wow. All right. Netflix. I'm not sure where they stand in the financial world because they've had some issues. Boy, I'm going to, I'm going to think. So this is a docu series that they offered them. This is the deal with Netflix. Yeah. Right.
0: Boy,
2: I can't even begin to. uh, Matt, 40 million. Way low. Really? 80 million. Still low. Really? 120 million. 100
1: million. Really? Following their announcement, an insider close to the couple told uh, us, or Us Weekly or whatever that is, told us weekly exclusively that the couple were offered nearly 100 million for the deal
2: well what are they going to talk about I mean are, are they going to peel the curtain back and say that Prince Charles is like a pervert or something or I mean seriously what what no. are they gonna reveal
1: nothing. This is this is this is the fame of being a royal. Oh boy. Because the family it says, here's what uh the prince said. My family literally cut me off financially, and I had to afford security to us, the prince said. <laughs> I was cut off in the first quarter of 2020. But I've got what my mom left me, and without that, I would not have been able to do this.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> and what did his mom leave him? It doesn't say, of course not.
1: But you know, thank God that they were able to afford security. <laughs> Hundred million dollar deal.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. Boy, wow. I hope Netflix doesn't go out of business because they offered Prince Harry and his chick $100 million for basically a shit story. Who cares? I hope they get more than 33 minutes out of them like Spotify did.
1: Spotify only got 33 minutes out of these two yeah, fucking two, yahoos. Two years ago. Two years. That's what I'm saying. They're not getting any more. It's been two fucking years. In two years, these two knotheads couldn't sit down in front of a laptop and bark out, hey, we've been traveling around. We're in fucking Monaco today. It's nice here. <laughs> they couldn't do nothing. Two years.
2: Well, that's because they were out doing the Lord's work.
1: That's true. Yeah. They're spreading
2: the love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. A lot of money in being a prince. I I wasn't aware that any of this was going on.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm aware. My mom's big into the royal family. so Really? Oh, she's fine. Dude, there are. I think it might be that age. I think everybody that age is definitely into the royals. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. The only royal I'm into is Prince Andrew because he fucked that underage girl on Epstein Island. (laughs) That's the only that's the that's only news story I've made.
2: Well, he says he says it never happened, even though there's pictures of him with her. That didn't happen. That was a he's body, like, that was a body
1: double. He's like, I don't know how they took this picture because I was never upstairs. But there's a picture of him with her upstairs.
2: Right. It's
1: like, well, that's how it happened, dude. Try again. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. And then he said, that was a dude. I don't know if you, I, I'm like obsessed with the fucking Epstein trial.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's one of the secrets that was never supposed to be revealed, but it yeah. did. It's, and
1: it, it's, it's fascinating, but the Prince Andrew thing, his defense first, he said he never met the girl. This is so fucking ridiculous. He's so stupid royalty or not. He's a dummy. So he says, I never met this girl. I don't care that there's photos of me and her. It's gotta be fake. It can't be real. I never met this girl. So then the, the whoever the interviewer is says, Well, she said that basically while you were fucking her, you were sweating out of control. And he goes, Well, that can't be true because I have a condition where I don't sweat. <laughs> and it's like, well, dude, you just admitted that you fucked her, but you didn't, but you didn't sweat all over her. But you, by saying that you have this condition where you don't sweat, you basically said, well, I did fuck her, but what she's saying about the sweating is fake.
2: Right. It's
1: like, wouldn't the answer be, I don't know what she's talking about. I didn't fuck her. Right. Not, oh no, I couldn't have sweated on her. I don't sweat. Right. What a fucking idiot. Just dumb. Yeah. And where was the royalty lawyers to say, I, don't answer that. <laughs> where were they at
2: well allegedly bill clinton never was there either
1: yeah nobody was there or um what's his name uh, alan dershowitz
2: yeah he was never there
1: no none of these guys were ever there but oh well there you go well next week we will bring the royals to you something we've never done on the cms right we will bring you Meghan markle and prince harry wow
2: <laughs> i had no idea
1: we're going to learn a lot more about them next week. I think. Sure. Nice. Wow. Let's get the fuck out of here.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate everybody who's tuned in tonight. Uh, appreciate all the condolences and well wishes, uh, over the, uh, passing of my brother. Uh, again, thank you very much for, you know, for your concerns and your kind words and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna forge on so uh we'll be back next Saturday and right. we'll this thing all over again. So uh I will let you pick a tune to take us out of the evening.
1: How about if we go with um 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 the song Heartbreak Station from Cinderella?
2: Oh, oh yeah, it's a good one. It's a very, very laid back release from Cinderella. Yeah, it was a different departure for them. Kind of, mm-hmm. uh, kind of more, more acoustic uh, mm-hmm. throughout the record. To me, it's their best record. Really, I know. I know most
1: people don't agree with that at all. Most people think it's their worst, but to me, it's their best.
2: I, I, I like all of Cinderella's release. I, I, I do mean, too. I, like I even like Still Climbing, which you know came in on the tail end of that whole era. Sure, but uh, yeah, Cinderella, one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah, I love them. So, uh, all right, well, from Heartbreak Station, we'll play some of the, um, what was the song? Isn't there a song just called Heartbreak Station? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll play that. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. We'll do this thing all over again next Saturday. So, until next Saturday night, this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Agan. And we're gone. Bye, kids. See you.